Hello, humans. Welcome to my podcast for inspired souls that are looking to improve and grow upon their already wonderful lives. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria, and this is episode 72. It is December 5th, Wednesday, 2018, and 2019 is right around the corner. (laughs) Feeling overwhelmed, stressed, me too. Some of you are stressed about the holidays. I don't do holidays, but between family and work and taking care of myself and side hustles and trying to clean the house and all the wonderful things that go along with being a grown-up, sometimes it gets a little crazy. Yesterday, I had a complete blank face after work. I felt so overwhelmed and so stressed. I quite honestly was probably not very pleasant to be around Just sometimes you get so crazed with just so much stuff on our shoulders. So I thought, let's get all this stuff organized in my head, my thoughts, so it isn't so overwhelming. And I came up with a list of things that I do when I get this way. Some of them are super helpful. Some of them are more of a distraction. But I thought I would share it with you, um, some of my favorites. So sit down a while, let's chat, join me. She has no business giving advice because all the so-called social norms are against her. But she's here in your world to give her slightly biased, in-your-face opinion on how she thinks you could human better. Follow now to catch all her inspirational words on life, business, love, and learning to empower yourself. And now, your host, Sabrina Victoria. Hello, my fellow humans. How is everyone doing today? Like I said, it is Wednesday, December 5th, 8.22 p.m. I just got back from the gym and quite honestly, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Yesterday was a bit crazy for me mentally. And um, you know what? Today I woke up feeling very much the same very overwhelmed. I have so much on my plate that I'm trying, the goals, huge goals that I'm trying to hit by the end of the year. And then there's also some goals that I am not going to hit by the end of the year. Big goals that I was really, really, really wanting for myself that I'm not going to be hitting. It's practically impossible. And it's, it's, it has this weight on my shoulder my shoulders that is very frustrating for me. So on top of trying to hit a few of my goals that I'm still going to be able to hit and then the weight of knowing that I'm not hitting the things that I, a few of the the things that I did have going on is causing me a little bit of stress and a little bit of anxiety because I'm very goal oriented. I think it's very, very important as a human to make sure that you constantly have things that you're striving for, even if they're little things. I'm not saying money things. I'm not talking about even weight or, or anything, just being a good person, right? Being more patient, being more emotionally available, spending more time with your kids. And then along with everything else, right? Um, being fin- financially independent, getting a better job, getting a raise, 
Um, losing weight, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop doing drugs. There's a slew of things that I believe are so important for us as individuals to make sure that we're constantly striving for and constantly pushing ourselves to do better and be better as a human. It's all about being the best um, prototype I guess, that you could possibly be. Because there's only one of you, right? There's only one of you. It's like one in a millionth chance that you are here and you are alive and you are breathing and you are here listening to me right now. What are you doing in your life right now to give yourself credit, right? In the very, very beginning before you are even like capable of understanding what are you doing right now to say thank you from your like your past self for like for swimming, right? <laughs> for swimming as fast as you could, the sperm swimming. Like what are you doing right now to say thank you for fighting? Thank you for swimming. Thank you for digging. Like thank you. Because because of you I am here because of me thank me, right? Thank you. There's so much to be grateful for. Um, so strive for greatness. But see, this is the thing. When you're striving for greatness, when you're striving for goodness, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. There's a lot of um, weight that comes with that because you are um, shooting for, for the moon, and, you know, they say that when you're shooting for the moon and you miss, at least you'll land amongst the stars. But if you're anything like me, it's very frustrating when you shoot for the moon and uh, and you miss. Uh, now, I'm not the type of person that's going to shoot for the moon, miss, and be sad, right? Because there's still years and years to go. So the goals that I have missed for this year, the big goals that I had going for myself this year... Um, <clears throat> I'm going to reapply them for next year and give myself, you know, another five or six months or whatever I need to hit those goals and make sure that I still hit them. So it's not like it's um, off the table, right? But it's just frustrating for me. And I'm sure that there are individuals out there who have set goals for themselves, have missed and have fallen off the bandwagon in one way or another. And I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you permission to get back on. You can get back on at any time. Just because you've failed in your life or you didn't quite hit what you wanted to hit doesn't mean that you can't still keep running towards it. It just means that you're going to hit it a little later. And that's totally fine. And actually just saying that just lifted some weight off my shoulders because ah, oh, feeling a little stressed sometimes. So listen, this is something that I have a really hard time doing. And I put it as my number one thing because out of all the things that I do in order to alleviate stress or to feel less overwhelmed, this is the one that I should be doing more often that I don't do. And this one is very difficult for me to do. And even when I'm doing it, I'm stressed. So I think for me, it's, um, <clears throat> it's going to take, uh, it takes a little more time for me to actually get to, um, the point of being able to like take time out take an emotional timeout. And when I say an emotional timeout, I mean like 
stop thinking about it. And see, that's what I do. So I'll take time out, right? Like I'll go to yoga or I'll sit and sit and meditate as you will, or watch a show or whatever it is, read a book, but I'm so engrossed and, and, and consumed with what I am trying to do in my life that a lot of times I have a hard time focusing on, you know, taking a time out. (laughs) So like my body is taking a time out, but my brain isn't necessarily taking a time out. And that's something that I encourage you to do. Now, this is the thing. I encourage you to do that. However, don't take advantage of it. So for those of you that are like Netflix binging or going to the bar Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to like take, you know, alleviate some stress from the Monday through Friday, you know, there's a certain amount of time allotted, you know, just take Saturday, you know, take half a Saturday. I'm the type of person that's like, take a quarter of a Saturday. (laughs) So I really have time, I have issues with really coming to terms with how important it is to take an hour or two away from my so-called problems or my issues or the things that are overwhelming me. And um, really allow myself to just to just be and just to enjoy something other than right, and that takes uh, a little more you know mental I guess strength than um, I'm capable of doing at the moment. I'm sure that there's many people out there that can easily just kind of throw things away, um, but. Uh, my goals and my thoughts are so um, deep within my soul. I want them so badly for myself. Um, like I eat, sleep, and drink my my goals. And it's really hard for me sometimes to turn that off. Um, the next thing, uh, which I just did today, <laughs> which I was hoping would help, and I think it did help, is exercise. You want to make sure that, you know, your your personal and your physical being are able to um, release all of that anxiety and all those all of those thoughts. And the other really good thing about pulling yourself away from the things that are overwhelming you and exercising, even just running, like today I did the elliptical, is you can kind of just zone out. You can kind of zone out, zone everything out. You can kind of... Um, you know, categorize the the things that you're dealing with a little bit, come up with some, some sort of a plan and, you know, take yourself away from everything, still be in the moment, right? Still be uh, analyzing and, and organizing in your brain what's going on, but at least all of that anxiety and all those things that are overwhelming you, all those feelings are somewhat being released while you're working out and you're kind of almost doing two things at the same time, which I really, really think is really important. Um, The other thing that I did today, um, right after I got done working out is I sat in the sauna and I worked on my breathing. And this is something that I've probably, I don't want to say mastered, I've nowhere near mastered it, but I'm a lot better now than I was before then is deep breathing. Uh, Taking a full breath in and then a full breath out and even counting like six in and six out. And when I say deep breathing, uh, many of us feel as if deep breathing is our lung capacity, right? So we'll breathe with our chest where we'll breathe in and you'll see their chest go up and then they'll breathe out and their chest will come Uh, come down. What I mean by deep breathing though, is actually more of your stomach 
or your pelvic or your midsection should be filling and should be um, exhaling. So actually, when you're deep breathing, you need to be filling your lower part. So when you breathe in, you're going to go So not only was I filling in the lung capacity, but my whole abdomen also actually fully extended out and fully went back in as I exhaled. And if you can learn to actually move your entire upper and lower um, front section when you're deep breathing for counts of six, seven, eight, even 10 and kind of clear your thoughts. And I usually try to do sets of maybe 10, so in and out 10 times. So, so beneficial for not only like your your airway capacity, like the, um, the physical aspect of it, but even for your brain, because it's sort of a challenge. For those of you that have done it, you know what I'm talking about. And for those of you that have not done it before, try it right now while you're sitting with me. Breathe in and allow your lungs and your abdomen to fill as much as possible. And do it right now while I'm talking to you. So fill your entire lungs and your entire abdomen with air. Breathe breathe in as much air as you can and let your stomach and everything hang out. No one's watching you. No one cares. Let everything fill all the way up and make sure you're counting and make sure you're doing it slowly. You don't want to go, right? You want to breathe in slowly. and then breathe it all out. Let all of it exhale. And your stomach and your abdomen should shrink back and all of the air from your lungs needs to come out, all of it. All of it until there is nothing left. You need to just breathe all of it out and you'll feel it. You'll feel like a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a challenge. And what this does is it's actually taking your, um, your thoughts, right? Kind of pushing them aside because there's so much, um, it's a little bit of a challenge for you. But the cool thing about it is you can do it while you're sitting, right? You don't have to like get up and do anything. You can literally do it while you're sitting. You close your eyes and you just concentrate on your breath. Concentrate on your being. Concentrate on how you feel. Concentrate on uh, your abdomen and your lungs expanding. For those of you that don't know, especially um, if you've been told that you breathe heavy or you're a shallow breather, most humans actually only use like a very small percentage of their lung capacity. I don't necessarily want to lie, but I would Google it up and I honestly think it's like 10 to 20% of your lung capacity is really all you ever use. So your lungs even aren't even filling to their full capacity when you're breathing, which is actually not a good thing as you get older and older and older. And for those of you that are especially a little bit overweight, it's even worse. So you want to practice expanding your lungs, your rib cage, causing some stretching to happen. Um, within the front section of your body and then releasing it and doing it over and over and over again. So, so important. 
The next thing that you want to do, which goes along with breathing, is being thankful, right? So one of the things that I mentioned when we first started talking is just being grateful that you're alive, grateful that you can breathe. It's so important when you're feeling overwhelmed and you have so much going on that you're really seeing the goodness in everything, right? So if you're feeling super overwhelmed at work and you're like, I'm so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed, take a second and realize that you have a job and realize that there's so many people out there that would kill to have your job because they don't have one like you. If you're feeling super overwhelmed about your house being dirty, super cluttery, super dirty, the floors are dirty, the counters are dirty, there's crumbs everywhere, the dishes aren't clean, and you come home and you've got so much going on, and you have to make dinner, and you have to do laundry, and you do a hard day at work, take a second, breathe deeply, and be thankful for the fact that you have a home. Be thankful for the fact that you have a home. There are so many people out there that would give anything to have those problems, to have the problem of having dishes in a sink because they don't even have a sink. Think for a second the issues, the stress that you're dealing with a lot of times is nothing nothing compared to what other people are doing or dealing with in this country, the United States of America, and so many other countries out there. Find gratitude. Find things in your life to be thankful for. And when you see a negative, when you see frustration, Take a moment and realize what is amazing about this problem. Having car problems, be grateful that you have a car. There are people that have never owned a car. There are people that have never driven a car. There's people that cannot afford a car, can't put gas in the car, don't have enough money for gas in the car. You have a vehicle. There are individuals that have been riding their bikes around everywhere for years because they don't have a vehicle. You have a vehicle. So find goodness. Find things to be grateful for in the the issues, right? The things that are causing you stress. Turn them around. Take a step back. Breathe deeply and find out which of those things are actually a blessing because more than likely the majority of them are. There is a, a different way of looking at pretty much everything. The next thing which I do often, (laughs) um, is phone a friend, phone a friend. Um, my good friend Shelly and I have been friends for so, so long. And quite honestly, When I'm feeling frustrated, when I'm feeling irritated, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I feel like crying, I call her. I call her and I talk to her and we work things out and she does the same for me. Um, It's so, so important to have someone in your life, someone, a spouse, a mom, a dad, a friend, 
a person in your life that you can turn to when you're feeling overwhelmed. Now, when I say turn to when you're feeling overwhelmed, I'm not talking about having like a, <clears throat> what they would call it, you know, a bitch fest, right? Where we just sit around and we complain about all our problems. Be productive, right? Find uh, solutions to the problems. Don't just sit around and, and have a complain fest, if that makes sense. Make sure that you're actually working towards solving the problems that are happening. It's so important to not be calling up your friend or your mom every other day complaining about something new. Talk about the issues, talk about the problems, and then come up with a plan on how you are going to work through it, fix it, whatever it is. There's always a solution to every problem. If there's anything that I believe more, it's that there is a solution to every single issue, every single problem, anything that is overwhelming you, there is a solution find the solution, if that makes sense. Um, delegate. And I just did this today, actually. Um, too much going on, too many things uh, overwhelming your head, delegate. Uh, one of the things that I talk about often with parents is learning to delegate your children. If your children are like five or six years old, put them to work, make them do something. There is no reason as a mother or a father that you should be doing laundry. If you have like even a five or six year old, your child should know how to do laundry. Taking all the laundry from all of the rooms, they can't get hurt doing that. There's no glass involved. There's no hard surfaces. There's nothing that they can trip over. It's super light. There's no reason why your child should not be able to collect all the laundry from all the rooms, put it in a pile in the laundry room, and there's no reason, because your child should be learning colors by the time they are five or younger, why your child can't put all the light colors in a pile and all the dark dark things in another pile. And then if you trust them, depending on how responsible you think they are, there's no reason why they can't take all the lights and put it in the washing machine. And I bet you they would be super excited you know, to, to pour the little, the little liquid and pour it in a thing and press start. There's absolutely no reason why your child cannot do that. There's also no reason why your child can't load a dishwasher, right? After dinner, if the dishwasher is clear, help have them help you unload the dishwasher. They know where all the forks go. They know where all the spoons go. Hand them all the utensils and tell them to put them away. Then when everything's clear out of the dishwasher, you tell them you rinse and you place it like this and show them how to do it. There's no reason why your child can't vacuum. What is so difficult about vacuuming? Now, sweeping might be a little more. I know my kid probably didn't start sweeping until maybe he was 10 because it's hard to get around the corners. It's a little awkward. Um, but there's lots of things that you can delegate your children to do around your house if you're feeling very overwhelmed while you do the cooking. They can be doing that. Um, so many of the people that follow me have some sort of side hustle, some sort of passion, something that they're trying to dig into extra. 
And a lot of it's just, they don't have time. I don't have time. Where do you find the time? Well, I have the time because I delegate. See, my son, since he was probably six or seven years old, has been delegated to do things. He's been making his lunch for years. He's been doing laundry for years. He's been doing the vacuuming and the mopping, the cleaning the dishes for years. I started him out when he was like five, six, seven years old doing his own stuff. Independent child helping me out. And the only reason I've been able to do my YouTube and do my blogging and start this podcast and and follow my dreams and have my side hustle where I'm having extra money is because I am implementing good quality um, things in my child so that when he grows up, he's capable. So it's two, right? It's two-tone. Not only is it helping me out and it's helping me get to where I want to be in my life, but it's also giving him the ability or the structure to have something valuable for himself when he gets older because he knows how to do it. And he's confident, he's confident in his ability to be an adult, to be a young man, to do things around the house. It's twofold. You are helping your children when you put them to work early. The earlier you put them to work, the better off that they will be always. So delegate. If you're at work, you have an assistant, delegate. Delegate as much as you can to them. If you're a business owner, learn to delegate right? If you're a single business owner and you're trying to do a million things, hire somebody part-time to delegate stuff to. It's so, so important to make sure that you are doing things that only you can do. Other little things, other little tasks around the house, right? Are so easily done. There's no reason why you should be having to do that. The other thing you want to do is talk. If you have a spouse, any any family that's in your home, have a talk with them. Have a talk with them and tell them areas where you're overwhelmed. Come up with a plan. Talk about time. I believe time is our most valuable asset. There is nothing more valuable in this world than time. Talk things over with your children, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your lover, your brother, your aunt, your mom, whoever you're living with and talk about time. What can they do to help? What can they do to get out of your way? What can they do to provide more time, to provide help so that you can get to where you want to be? And if it's a team effort, right? If you explain the things that you have going in your on in your life and they love you, they will support you in what you want to do. And you should be able to get to the point where you want to be faster, If you allow your parents to, or if you allow the people in your house to get to where um, you want to be, if that makes any sense. Now, (laughs) I saved this one for a little bit later in my podcast. And the reason why is because I'm constantly talking about this. And any of you that know me know that I'm constantly talking about writing lists. It's so important to write lists. 
I even have my son writing lists. I write lists for my son. Today when I got home from work, first thing I did with my son is I wrote a list. First, we're gonna do this. Second, we're gonna do this. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, then free time. So there was a whole lot of stuff that had to get done on our list of things to do before he had free time. Then once he had free time, then I was able to do this. Does that make sense? But first we had a list of duties that we had to do. It's so important to stay organized. And the thing is, is when you involve your children in doing things like making lists, it's preparing them for their future. If you can get them at the age of 10, 12, or 14, as my son is now, getting used to obeying or following a list, it will make it so much easier for them in the future to be able to um, manage their life if you're preparing them by showing them the importance of making lists. So you always wanna make sure that you're writing stuff down. Keep a calendar if you have to, um, and then a daily to-do list. One of the first things I do when I get to work, if I'm feeling super overwhelmed, like yesterday I was super overwhelmed. I don't know, I don't think I have it here with me, but yesterday I was so overwhelmed. I decided to sit in silence. I was reading um, an Anthony Robbins book, um, The Money Game. I think it's called Amazing Book for those of you that have not read it. Oh my God. I calmed myself by reading a book and then put the book down took a few deep breaths, got a pen and paper, and I wrote down a list of all the crap, all the stuff, that's a, no order, no numbers, didn't make any sense, just everything that came to my mind that has to be done or that I would like to get done by the end of the year or going into the new year, every single thing. And what happened is as I wrote it down, my my being, my soul became lighter because what happens is if you don't write it down, it's actually this weight. It's this heavy weight on your mind and your soul and your conscience almost where like you can't even function because you're afraid you're going to forget it, right? Like, oh, I have to remember this. I have to remember to do this. But then you have to keep reminding yourself to do it because you're afraid you're going to forget it. But see, if you actually write it down on a piece of paper or a post-it note, then as you get it done, you can start to cross things out slowly. But there's no way that a person and then work and then also be loving and then also be in a good mood and then also work out can have all this stuff going on in their head constantly and then still be like super awesome and super amazing. It's almost impossible. And you're almost setting yourself up for failure. So if you get to this point, like I did yesterday, allow yourself to relax, allow yourself to breathe, get out a notepad and just write it down. Write it everything down, gibberish and scribbles and thoughts and notes. And it doesn't even matter. Just write it down so that you know you won't forget one piece of paper, two pieces of paper, whatever it takes. Then what you do, right, which I haven't done yet, but once you have those two pieces of paper, you should feel relief. Then what you do is you take those two pieces of paper, you go through them and you prioritize them by ones, twos, threes, and put them in some sort of chronological order on brand new sheets of paper, on things that are important to do. And then what happens is it allows you almost a roadmap for the next day 
or a roadmap for the week or a roadmap for the month in order to keep your mind organized and you focused on what's important to you. What are the things that are important to you? What are the things that you want to get done that you haven't been able to get done because your mind is so wrapped up in so many things that you just can't even function? Literally yesterday, I was so overwhelmed with so much stuff that I couldn't even function. I came home from work and I was in a good mood. I wasn't even in a bad mood, but I felt so overwhelmed that I literally just went into my bedroom and just laid down. I just couldn't, couldn't even, as I say sometimes, I couldn't even. So I took the time and I um, I wrote it all down. It felt way, way better. Not perfect. I didn't feel super, super awesome, but I felt way better. Um, the next thing, which I also have a hard time doing, and I don't necessarily recommend, um, but I do think that it is good every once in a while, is to take a nap. Now, <laughs> again, not something that I'm really good at, just like I'm not really good at like turning my brain off and taking a step away completely. But if you're, a lot of times if you're feeling so overwhelmed, Again, just taking a breather, especially if you're tired. When I take a nap, it's usually because my brain is so tired that it makes more sense. Instead of trying to like push through it, you know, I would say like, you know, I'm going to push through it or whatever. You almost can't even work to your capacity. It's almost like you're working at like 30%. So like the amount of work that you could have gotten done in that amount of time if you were at like your full capacity would probably be double but because you're trying to push yourself and and be a warrior princess like I'm trying to be sometimes then you're not even working at your full capacity so at that point you got to learn to to kind of step take a step back and what I have done you know last week up until maybe like Monday or something is I suck at taking naps, but what I did is I made it, I, I didn't go to the gym. I took a few days off from the gym. Um, I took like Saturday or something. Um, I don't know what day it was, but like Saturday, I just full yeah, it was Saturday. I spent like the whole day with my boyfriend and we just like ate and walked around and just talked about life. We talked about goals. So it was still productive. I still felt like my brain was working. Um, towards like something good, but it, it like just kind of took me away from um, all the the you know, all the stuff that's going on in my head all the time. So um, you know, uh, and going to sleep a little bit more, trying to make sure that I'm getting a full six or eight hours of sleep or whatever for the you know day or two um, is what I do. Um, taking a nap works also. Basically, you want to make sure that you're working to your full capacity. So if any given time, you're just so overwhelmed, there's so much going on, go to sleep, go to sleep, take a nap, go to bed early, whatever works for you. It, it helps just boost yourself and it's just practical. It really is. Um, I don't necessarily do it a lot. I do do it sometimes, maybe twice a month. Um, I'll be real with myself and realize, hey, I need to I need to rest my eyes for a little bit. And I've said this before, when I take a nap, I take a real nap. So I'm not just like laying down on the top of my covers nonchalantly, kind of like non-committed, you know, non-committal. Um, I commit. When I take a nap, I commit. I get into my pajamas. I get under my covers. I turn my fan on. I turn my alarm on for an hour, two hours, whatever my nap is going to be. 
I put the blankets over my head just the way I would when I, if I was really going to sleep and I take a full, heavy, all out, no questions asked, fully committed nap, a whole big nap. Um, a lot of people are like, I don't want to do that. You know, they'll take a nap on the couch, like a power nap, um, whatever works for you. But when I take a nap, I am fully committed to napping and, um, and, uh, I don't look back. It's very, very important to sleep is so, so important for those of you, um, who have read the book sleep revolution. This was an eye opener for me. Um, Huffington, she is the owner of the Huffington Post. If anyone here is on Facebook, which you all are, um, most of you are, Sleep Revolution. Everyone has heard of the Huffington Post um, or the Huff Post, I believe it's called. Uh, she talks about transforming your life one night at a time. This was a huge eye opener for me. Um, this made me, when I read this book, I was so sleep deprived for probably, I'm not even kidding, maybe 10 years. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. Probably four to five or less hours a day for four to five years. And, um, was just so burnt out, was so tired, was so irritable, um, Still myself, right? I'm still my happy, awesome, positive, you know, positive, optimistic person, but deep down, just feeling so depleted. I saw this. Um, I don't even know where I saw that. Bought it immediately because I knew it was something that was important. Like I said, I'm always trying to better myself. Always, if I see there's something, there's an issue, there's anything, I am always striving for the best me. Read this book and immediately took action on getting more sleep. Now, am I perfect? <laughs> no, um, probably for about a year, I was adamant about getting over six hours of sleep. I was, you know, shooting for six to eight hours of sleep because I had been on four to five. So I, you know, my goal was six to eight and I did really, really good for probably about a year. And at least I'm conscious of it, right? I'm not perfect. There's still nights when I'm getting four to five hours of sleep because I have so much so much more going on now than I did at that point, but I'm still very aware of it now. I'm educated on it now, and I do realize that if I have gone a few days with getting a little bit of sleep, I now am conscious of the fact that it's important for me to rest, and I'll skip going to the gym, or I'll skip working out, or I'll go to bed a little early and try to get you know six to eight hours of sleep more often or yeah, than I even was before because before it was basically obsolete. Um, the other thing is uh, mapping your progress. Now, this has to do with um, making your lists again. So I talk all the time about how important it is to be a winner, um, win in life. And I believe that making lists is the best way to comprehend mentally that you are winning. When you write down a list every day uh, when you wake up or before you go to bed to wake up in the morning to, and you can start crossing things off your list, it is giving yourself mental confidence for being able to accomplish life. And I put everything on my list. When I make a list the night before in the morning, I'll even put, if it's the first thing in the menu, I'll put up like what time I'm waking up. 
I'll put up shower, brush your teeth, get ready, make a smoothie, go to the gym, like little things that are even mandatory in the morning will be on my list because what happens is you have 20 things on your list starting from waking up and like doing your morning routine all the way down to like going to the gym in the afternoon or making dinner or family time or whatever it is. So many things before you even get to work are able to be crossed off your list. And when your mind is able to see progress, it gets happy It gets so happy and it feels so satisfied when it sees accomplishments going on. They say, and I think there's even a book out that's called Make Your Bed. Um, Somebody had told me it's right up my alley and I haven't really Googled it, but one of the books that's on my list of all the so many books that I want to read, but it's basically, you know, on the premise of how important it is to make your bed because it's the first thing. If you can start your day by accomplishing a goal immediately as soon as you wake up, you're already on the road to success. And that's kind of what that list does is the first few things you do, you want to start winning right away. And even though I, I haven't even read that book yet, that was something that was instilled in me when I was young with my mom. And it's so important to me because I realized at a very young age how important um it is to uh, to win. I oh, I love accomplishing things. That's just in my inner being. Though. That's just who I am. I love accomplishing things. I love being a winner at things. So making my bed first thing in the morning was always something that was super super important to me. Um, quite honestly, I feel as if water is everything. It's like life. <laughs> It's like life. And uh, there's been so many studies shown that drinking in your water intake and keeping your mind hydrated. Remember, your mind is kind of like a raisin. And if it gets dehydrated, not only do you get headache, add to you over being overwhelmed, um, but it just kind of keeps it so that your capacity to like take things on in the world becomes less and less and less. So if you stay hydrated and keep that, um, keep the water coming, it really, I believe, and this could just be me, I believe it just kind of makes things better overall. I always keep this little canteen that my boyfriend gave me with me full with water and ice. And quite honestly, I feel lost without it now. But I was always one of those always carried a water bottle with me for that same reason. A nice cold sip of water just makes me feel so much better. Um, now that I have this, I don't have to be wasting plastic, but, um, makes me feel better. So we're going to add water to the list and I recommend you to do it. And you know what? Do this, honestly, do this and let me know. Keep in contact with me and let me know your results. When you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling a little frustrated, take some time, grab some water, drink a big gulp of water, take a deep breath. We were practicing our breathing here. If you missed it, 
go back and uh, rewind and um, let me know how it makes you feel. I want to know um, what of these few options that I've given you work for you that you know already work for you. Which ones are you planning on using? And then which ones are you using um, that you're starting to use and actually are working for you? Give me some feedback on this. Um, Another thing that I have recently started to do, probably within the last year or two, like I said, is I'm a people pleaser by fault. And because of that, I feel an obligation constantly to say yes to everything. I have been known to take on things, take on projects, take on things well beyond my time and um, abilities because I'm constantly saying yes and constantly giving of my time. And unfortunately, it has caused a lot of stress and a lot of feelings of being overwhelmed in my past because when you're doing so much for other people, it causes you to put your stuff and the the stuff that's important to you aside. So then what happens is you're so good, all these things you have to do for other people. And then on top of it, you've got all this weight on your shoulders for things that are important to you. So it's kind of like doubling up. You're trying to juggle their stuff and then juggle your stuff and it's too much to handle. So one of the things that I have learned and I've been very successful at over the last few years is saying no. Learning to say no to people is so, so important. Important. Um, of course, you don't want to make um, it a practice, right? To um, to constantly be turning people down. You want some sort of a social life. You want people to depend on you. But really, you know, take it in and figure out if it's something that um, you're you're truly wanting to do for yourself or if it's something that you're doing just to please somebody else, make sure that you're being authentic to yourself and realistic with your time. Where is your time realistically? And make sure that there's enough time for you to get down your work, get down your family, get down your side, your passions, your side hustles, along with adding in those extra things that people are asking you to do. Um, The last thing that I'm going to add here is to keep yourself organized. Um, Keep your house clean. Um, Keep your bedroom clean. I know sometimes with life, it's so easy to get so overwhelmed and there's stuff everywhere. And over over a week or nine days or two weeks, the house can become very, very cluttered. Take time once a week or once every two weeks to clean and freshen and change the sheets and wipe stuff down and vacuum and provide yourself a nice tranquil area, home, bed, whatever it is, that'll help you clear your mind so, so much. When you've got a cluttered work area, a cluttered bedroom, a cluttered bed. I know for me, I don't know how you guys are, but when I'm changing clothes, I'm, you know, putting, um, 
uh, changing clothes, I'm putting stuff on the bed, I'm throwing stuff that I only wore for two hours or one hour because I don't necessarily want to put it back in my drawer because it's kind of dirty, but then not really dirty. And then you don't know if you're going to wear this and then you might wear this. And it gets to be this whole big pile of clothing. Um, clean all that up. Make sure you're cleaning it all up, you know, every least um, or every two weeks or every other day or whatever works for you and making sure that you have a nice, clear, tranquil area to work and think and breathe in. It's so, so important. So listen, that is my list. I certainly hope that um, it uh, was beneficial for you. And like I said, please get back to me. Let me know what's working for you. Let me know what you're doing now. Let me know um, if you do start implementing some of this stuff, what's working great. What are you so excited about? Get back to me. Um, I'm, I'm very active on Facebook. I'm very active on Snapchat. Um, for those of you that are looking to follow me on a few more, um, social media outlets, go to sabrinavictoria.com. All of my stuff is there. My Twitter accounts, Instagram, Snapchat, um, Facebook. I've got my blogging. There's lots of different avenues for you guys to be able to contact me. I don't know which one you're on or which one you're more active on, but find me and talk to me. I am always, always, always um, looking to help and guide you. So thanks so much for joining me here at my podcast, Human Better. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and then also under sabrinavictoria.com. Always healthy, passion-filled content here. I am here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Thanks for listening. For more awesome spoonfuls of things only Sabrina can get away with saying, visit sabrinavictoria.com. And this is a reminder to follow Sabrina Victoria on Facebook for posts straight to your wall as soon as they happen.